We are in episode 13 today, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Scott E. Wrestling. Uh, how you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to talk to you a little bit about wrestling, because that's what I only do. So if it's if it's the uh, if it's my gimmick, I guess. It's been a long time coming. I wanted to talk to you what, a few months ago. Actually, I asked you about it, but then like I was in like a weird thing where I wasn't watching anything. Yeah, I was just kind of keeping happened. them. But then I started catching up more. It's funny enough. I was actually going to more shows and I was watching. So I was like, I can't really express this <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean good i think i i know a lot of people that go through that stage of like they're just taking a break from watching and viewing uh and i i totally understand it because it could be a lot but mm-hmm. that's the beautiful part about wrestling right is that you can go back and watch whatever you want when you're ready mm-hmm. and I'm just happy to be on the show now. I I know, like you said, it didn't work out that first time, but it's working out now, so it should be a lot of fun. Exactly, awesome. It's really cool too, because like I was also like got stuck. Like I need to watch the whole show all the way through, and I was like, you know what? I can kind of skip through some stuff. I don't have to watch everything. Yeah, that's that's all I do. I don't. I if you watch everything, you know, bless you, good congratulations. But I I can't do that. You know, we all we all have time. We all mm-hmm. have things to do in our lives. So most of the time, unless it's stardom, I do skip around. Stardom is the only uh, promotion I watch everything. Yeah, because stardom is very intriguing right now, and we'll get to that later. But I brought you on because I wanted to talk mostly Josie today. But before we get into the Josie stuff, I really I wanted to ask you about like the AEW situation with Punk. Uh yes. Um, obviously a very unfortunate situation, one that upsets me greatly as such a big punk fan. I've been a CM Punk fan for as long as I can remember. You know, he was my favorite when I was a kid, and he finally gets the world title. Well, not finally, but he does get the world title, and he has to give it up five days later. It, it sucks, but AEW has such a strong roster that they shouldn't miss a beat truthfully without him um and i do look forward to him coming back i don't like the interim title thing but i get why they're doing it yeah Uh, it is what it is but i just hope he comes back sooner rather than later which i think is possible yeah because if if he was going to be out long term i don't think they would have done the interim thing right right and i think for sure he will be back but i think he i i'm confident to say he'll be back by all out yeah and the who they chose moxley being the number one uh number one contender um they alluded to that in the press conference right after uh double or nothing so i think they already they want to get to that and so doing the interim thing if moxley wins it it's they're basically guaranteeing that they're going to get that match eventually yeah i think it's a good way to set it up uh you also avoid being able to call him like an official two-time champion um and I, I don't know, you probably don't want to give someone their first title reign with it as an interim champion unless it was like a Tanahashi because it's like, okay, well, probably don't have another chance to do this, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so Moxley, Moxley feels like the perfect choice. He's kind of like their ace, um, and when you when you need stability, you go to your ace. Feels like It feels right, and then you can have that big all-out main event. So it works, works out all around, I think. 
Yeah, because when he was gone for a little bit, a lot of people's entrance waned heavily off of AEW because Moxley wasn't there. So he is. Yeah, it really did. Uh, I know personally that was like, it wasn't a rough period, but it, it, it didn't feel the same because you were missing him and Omega, which missing those two, kind of, you were kind of feeling the main, missing the main eventers of the past what two years in yeah AEW? at that so point two really years weird. yeah and it obviously injuries happen and what happened to mox that he made the right decision but ever since he's come back i think he's been the best he's ever been oh, as yeah. a wrestler and so he's been in an incredible shape compared to what he was before yeah yeah the it's night and day of how different he looked i mean before i'm not saying he was in bad shape he was just a lot bi- uh bigger kind of you know beefier but now he's in tremendous shape it's it's gonna be an interesting situation they still have like eddie moxley hangman they can all carry that for a few months but i was kind of thinking yeah. sorry go ahead oh i was just saying yeah oh, so like the uh the battle royal like they could give it to like four different guys younger guys too just to give them that little yeah, they- rub they have such a loaded roster that I think giving someone a rub through that battle royal is best case scenario, whether it be a Ricky Starks or uh, Keith Lee, you know, someone like that yeah. range where obviously we know how good they are, but they've never had that main event match. So even if they win that and lose to Moxley, it's still a great way to give a big rub to whoever does come out of it. Yeah, and that's on the twenty sixth, right? The Forbindor. Uh the winner oh the whoever faces uh Tanahashi and Goto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be the interim AEW title match, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm expecting I'm expecting Moxley versus Tanahashi because they've been building to that anyways. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. And what a way to get to it. <laughs> so yeah, surely not the road they expected, but it's a road that adds to it, and I won't, I won't complain about it. Definitely not. So uh, let's get into the first topic, which is like the Joshi indie scene right now, and how it kind of like we have, we have our uh, indie promotions, but we also have our traveling units, like Nomads. But well, they're not really a unit; they're more like a freelance uh, summit. But then we have the groups like Prominence and Colors. That just kind yeah, of uh, uh, move around freely. Right. So the Joshi freelance situation is very intriguing to me at this time because you have the most freelance talent I think you've had in a long time. Uh, obviously, you have the likes of a, you know, you, I, I sing the, I sing the phrases of, Miyuki Takase so much that people probably get annoyed, but me I'm going to start with her. Don't worry, me you too. too. I know. <laughs> yeah, so like you're on the same page, but like she's one of the best in the world, probably top 10 overall, I think. And for me, she leads the way. She wrestles on like every show you can imagine, whether she just wrestled on Ice Ribbon, I think, a couple weeks ago, which was a new one. Uh, she does the seedling shows. She just wrestled Deadlock Pro here in the United States. 
uh, which was a huge. That was like a big surprise. Nobody thought that was coming. Yeah, and it makes me angry that more uh, indie promotions don't ask the likes of a Miyuki Takase to come over if she's willing to, uh, because I would love to see her wrestle, obviously, more and more and more. But, you know, that Nomad's freelance summit was one of the best, most interesting shows of the year because we don't know how they're running. But if you want to see, like, how great of a freelance... uh, freelance look we have right now just look at that entire show up and down it's missing prominence but everything else tells you how talented it is and it's probably the reason why people are so excited about nomads is because obviously they're not going to be a promotion per se but if they ever wanted to be you have you have a roster right there that might only be beaten by like stardom in terms of talent and i think that's why it's so exciting um nomads just is something i'm so looking forward to um as they you know do more and more shows i know their next show's in august so we're a little ways away but i'm just really looking forward to it it's definitely an exciting time too and one thing i wanted to touch on with nomads is even though it's like a summit pro- produced kind of show thing it's uh it's kind of like a also like a backup plan just in case like the, the scene does get poached for talent they have that ready to go they have that backup plan of like we still have nomads to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the poach thing's always interesting to me because it's like people get all worked up about it. And I don't care if a wrestler goes to a company to get paid. Right. You know, like no, no, that's never not. a problem to me. Like Mirai got up, left TJPW and is a bigger star now than she ever was. No offense to TJPW fans. It's not an attack. It's just the truth. No. And these freelancers, if they ever want to sign with a company, go for it because that's the best way to, you know, get back all that press that, you know, Takase and company were talking about missing once they became freelancers. But at the same time, I enjoy of so much of what they're doing as freelancers that at the same time, I'm happy with whatever they decide. But yeah, that poaching will happen again. It's usually yeah. at the end of the year, a lot of signings happen. Yeah. And with uh, Stardom's Dupla things, even though a lot of the freelancers pass through there, it gets them, that gets more eyes on them. So it's more, it's beneficial to both parties. 100 hundred percent and that's why i think coaching will come a little bit lesser now because of how stardom's working with all these promotions uh, which is good i guess but there are certain wrestlers that i'm just like okay well you're so talented stardom obviously is interested in you so you know make this work and and when it comes down to it, no one no one is saying stardom's like, you know, saying you have to sign with us or else. That's not what's happening. It's just a conversation that turns into a contract. Uh, and that's why these New Blood shows are so interesting to me because they haven't signed anyone since starting them or the Stardom and Showcase thing, which I still don't know what it is. Uh, there's a lot to like right now in the Joshi scene. And when you get to that Joshi freelance scene, you got colors and prominence going through stardom, which is really, really cool. I mean, 
we saw the other day colors became part of cosmic angels in a way that's just crazy to think about but as long as these groups and you know promotions all work together we're all gonna be the beneficiaries of it because we get to watch this great wrestling every single month it's it's fantastic and someone like uh momoko hanazono a lot of people had no idea who she was but after that show like she's not the greatest technician but a lot of people became fans of her just for her showing up and starting one time bingo i think that's the perfect compare uh not comparison but perfect spotlight person to say you put them on the stardom show and people wanted to see more of her uh obviously you know like you said she's not a great technician or anything but she does do a lot of interesting things there in the mm-hmm. ring she's very athletic um she has a bubbling personality yes mm-hmm. that was pun intended uh <laughs> but that's the beauty of these new blood shows and eventually more and more i think as you bring in these talents and hopefully that leads to more talent you know having fans want to check them out because that's the ultimate win here exactly and uh to touch on to, uh Takase one more time i have i had a friend that was at the deadlock show and you know I how her theme her theme song is the demon slayer opening yes a lot of people got very excited because they just heard the music <laughs> but they didn't they knew the bats that was coming up but they didn't know that she came out to that that's even better. That's fantastic. Oh, man, I can't yeah. wait to watch that match. It's me neither. I hate telling me that. Yeah, uh, they delay it by like two weeks, and it's like, just give it to it. But they got to edit it and everything, because they do everything in post. Yeah. yeah, I'm not used to having to wait for a Miyu Yamashita match. So it's like, you know, kind of kind of making me itch over here. I'm like, come on, let's get to it. But it's okay. It's okay. I uh, yeah. It'll be worth the I wait. I can be patient. There's a lot of wrestling, so it's not like I, I. It's not like I'm going without anything. It's just that is, to me, the best book match, uh, or one of my favorite book matches for Joshi. I, I, it sounds like it lived up to its uh, billing. Definitely, because from the, what he was telling me is like, of course, Miyu has you know was getting cheered out the building because he's you know uh, has the bigger following, but he said by the end of the match, people were starting to like asked like who is uh who miyuki was and uh at the end of the match they started cheering her name oh that's amazing uh that makes me so happy because you know that means she'll be willing to come back over too yeah. um and i think more opportunities for Kase is best for wrestling because of how good she is and that 100%. makes me very happy me too because it's gonna, she's gonna come back, and then she's gonna hopefully want to tour, like a small little tour up and down the states, which would be fantastic for her. Yeah, it'd be fantastic for us too, now, wouldn't it? <laughs> De- definitely, I'll show up on both coasts if I have to. Huh? You're telling me? I think <laughs> I will too. I just need, I, I, uh, man, I just wish, I wish that show that she was on was announced or her match was announced earlier than like three weeks oh yeah because it was very like like, sudden right i could have made it work but Mm -hmm. if it was like a month or two but yeah it was just so sudden i was like oh that's that's happening oh tomorrow awesome cool uh but yeah i'm just so happy that 
to hear that and that she got over because she's that good. I mean, Rina Yamashita really got over on the GCW show. Oh, they uh, love her there. Week. Yeah, which is great, which is mm-hmm. why she keeps coming back. And mm-hmm. that's how these wrestlers, you know, come back. Obviously, they're going to come back if they're paid money, but there's that fan connection that goes such a long way. And it's it's the it's the type of fan base they have because like she comes out screaming, flipping people off, and they're just like, hell yeah, you know, they're getting they're with it. <laughs> yeah, Yamashita's Rina Rina Yamashita is such an interesting one because she's been freelance forever, right? Like all yeah. these other wrestlers became freelance over the past couple months, but she's been rolling freelance for a long time. She's been dropping in everyone's promotion, and she's always been just such a great great wrestler to have and again it's kind of like how i was talking with Kase. it's just always cool to see her get that recognition that she deserves because she is that good and she has been that good for a long time definitely and i'm glad that she got her that little bit of uh what is this that's the word for it's not exposure but like she got her uh she got her light in a way because Deadlock has a, a tremendous following. You wouldn't think so, but like it, that's a very dedicated fan base right there. Right, right. And I think with Deadlock bringing over Joshi and GCW working with Yamashita from time to time and Miyu coming back um, in July, Joshi's going to keep filling up the United States. And I think that's just such a welcome and exciting uh, situation for us Joshi fans here in the states as well uh, yeah it's it's going to be very exciting because I, I expect more to come over like, yeah yeah cool. I mean that freelance group especially but there will be partnerships like we've seen with TJPW and Prestige yeah because I know a lot of people want like Arisa Sarah or Suzu to uh, participate in tournament of survival Oh man, that would be that'd be phenomenal. That'd be insane. I do want to go to one of those. I think Risa Sarah is so underrated despite being so great for so long. I mean, and I and I think it does have to do in part with, you know, prominence is a group that everyone's focuses on Suzu. And I, I, I admit that's probably who you should focus on. She's, you know, a wrestling prodigy. But I think Risa Sarah has shown in the past week or so, like, hey, I'm still really, really good. Like my my her you know, she had such a great run in Ice Ribbon that included multiple title reigns and tag team titles with Ryan Kihi, which were great. But if you plug her into a situation where she's going to wanna thrive, she will thrive. We saw that in that main event with Shuri. And uh, her in tournament survival would be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, she beat the crap out of Sherry in that match. She yeah, was... and how many times can you say that about a Sherry match that she's the one getting beat the crap out of? That tells you all you need to know. Not many. But she did. She, she wasn't letting her get off easy. Those knees she was throwing at her in the corner. Oof. Oh, yeah. I mean, once <laughs> Sherry flipped the switch at the end, it was like, oh, oh, God. Okay. This is, this is. <laughs> These are called receipts, and then it was great. Uh, <laughs> I need some police tape around here in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I also got to give Frieza her flowers too, because even with prominence, she could have made it about her. 
but she didn't. She's letting Suzu, you know, go everywhere and she's letting her get a ton of exposure. Suzu's been all over the place since prominence started. Yeah, I think Suzu's probably had by far the most major dates. I know she's done the DDT stuff. Uh, not like anything super serious, but she's done DDT stuff. Um, she's done. It's interesting because like Risa Sarah was just on the Sendai Girls show. I think she brought Mochi with her for that one. Um, but I feel like with the way Stardom is building Suzu, it's well one. It's understandable because I think. You know, if you have a chance to eventually sign Suzu Suzuki, you don't want to treat her like trash. But she is, she has looked everything as expected. She is like a main eventer in stardom without even being on the roster. So that's impressive. But yeah, you got to give credit to Risa for sure because she could have made it all about her and she has not done that at all. Definitely. And it's, it's awesome to see that is that wasn't the case. Another person that's yep. creeping up in Stardom's radar that possibly could end up in like a similar Susie situation where she's not signed, but she's always kept strong is a Tomoka Inaba. Yeah, Inaba's. I think she's gonna be signed eventually. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the beauty of JTO is like they're not a promotion where you're really poaching. That's a promotion where they're building up these talents and. They kind of are expected to move on eventually. Mm-hmm. And Inaba has been ready to move on for a long while now. And obviously, you know, she has a she has a seriousness about her that you can't really teach, that you just notice anytime she walks out there. And it's really why I think we're so excited. I mean, that future of stardom title match has to be probably the most exciting we've seen between Hanan and Inaba whenever that is happening. I'm guessing Midsummer Champions or the next New Blood show. Uh, but Inaba is someone that you can sign, put in a group like God's Eye, and she will fit right in. Definitely. And I think that's probably the easiest place to put her because since Konami's going to be in and out for the foreseeable future, she fits that role perfectly. Yeah, you just have to fight the idea of who's getting pinned, which they have shown they have a lot they like ami saray a lot mm-hmm. i don't need to she just beat me you in the five-star right. qualifier right she beat amasaki which obviously is a big deal now i think amasaki's at the point where she can still lose before that ultimate growth period where they do want to push her to the moon but yeah i mean god's eye doesn't have a pin eater and i don't know if Inaba would be that if they added her. I don't think they'll ever have one. I think when someone beats God's Eye, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, it'll be very DDM-like. Yeah. Especially when once they announce the uh, the three-way for the artist titles. Like, if they're going to if they're gonna take the belts off Oeda Tai, that's probably the place to do it. If they take the belts off Oeda Tai already, I'll be very upset. Me too. Because they, they just did the same thing with them with the goddess belts exactly um i'm hoping it's more of just a way to get a, another big match on the you know 
not mm-hmm. so it's a weird card yeah honestly. it is a very weird card it is thought it like right before the other, the two big title matches that are coming up too right yeah i mean midsummer champions is like the next big paper they're like yeah cage match and oh, oh okay cool sounds good um which is i think it's just kind of like oh that cage the match track. when they announced it i had like the best idea for it I was thinking, like, I, I know a repeat defend, uh, defenses are kind of like ants eh, most of the time, but they could have really ran back uh, Risa and Sherry in a cage. That would have been really smart because of how kind of blood-like their feud became. I think the only way they could have done that is if you have probably a different finish to their match originally. Yeah. That one could have uh, been TKO. Right. Right, could have been TKO, could have been something, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you didn't do this or whatever. Yeah. And I did see that the steel cage matches, you have to win by escaping. So that should be interesting. That's going to be interesting, especially the the trios. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. I'm just, I'm not even going to think about it because Mayu's in the match and I am already scared. Someone's going to get to the top. Looked, looked down and then look at the, the rest of the competitors on the ground and be like, I'm going to jump. It's going to be Mayu or Saya. I, I think we can all agree on that one. It's uh, just a matter of who wants to get crazier. One's going to do a plancha, one's going to do a moonsault. So. Do not tell Mayu about the moonsault idea. I would, I would like her to be okay. Someone said that uh, Utami should do Hokuto's missile dropkick, and I said no, <laughs> don't do that. Oh, please don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> that bump sucks from the top rope. I, I know, <laughs> don't do that from a cage. Yeah, that's not even uh possible unless you have someone catching her when she's landing on her back. Yeah, so yeah, it um, and I'm throwing stars and uh, Queen's Quest in there is a little weird, but you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's it's obviously like you could have went with a feud type thing, but you want to put your best of the best in there that you trust, and it's hard to get better than any of those things. Definitely, because uh, was there no not Queen's Quest did they compete in the ladder match the tournament? Uh, they did. But they I, lost the they, no 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 they didn't because that was uh the show that momo turned no they did not oh yeah they had the faction war yeah which you know has turned out to be a beneficial to everyone but yeah they did not they were not a part of that and azumi's a big uh dragon gate fan obviously so this is probably like her dream to do this because it's very dragon gate-esque with the cage uh so it'll be cool to see what she does because she's been having such a wonderful year as is definitely and uh with the two title matches coming up at midsummer championships i think because like what show was it? it was double or nothing when no no titles changed until the main event i think we can uh, see a similar situation where nothing's happening like let's say side defeat that's okay that just gives there's there's more like okay if no one else won today Momo might do it because Momo is the first person to, that's believable in the sense that, yeah, she can beat Sherry. We know she can. Outside of like a build or anything, just her challenging her is like, oh, Sherry could lose this. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree that Momo for sure is that first competitor where you're like, okay, we finally have someone that could actually beat Shuri. I think if you don't want to just replay what you did last year with kind of waiting to change your champions until after the five star, I think you should probably change one of these titles. And I think it's more likely actually that Starlight Kid wins. But but I welcome both as such big fans of both. I've been saying Starlight Kid would beat uh Saya for a while now. Um I didn't expect it to be this soon. Well yeah, mm-hmm. I did because I thought she was gonna win Cinderella. So I guess that that's an un- Oh everybody had her going to the finals in the, the bracket picks, but everybody was like the next day yeah, it's like, I Oh, mean, never mind. I guess not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had Saya winning to then, uh, you know, I had her, I had, not Saya, Starlight Kid winning that tournament, then challenging Saya, maybe failing and then coming back around and winning. But now that they didn't do that and this is the title match, it's, it's kind of timed where they could change it. And I don't think Saya needs a year long reign as champion. I don't think either champion needs that. We just went through that with, uh, with Tommy. Yeah. But, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But it's just, it's, to me, it's the most exciting one-two punch on a card Stardom's had this year, which is really saying something. And for uh, Saya, this is the first challenger that can actually kind of go step for step for her style-wise. Yeah, I mean, they're per- they have such good chemistry from all the times we've seen them wrestle that I have no doubt this would be another great Saya defense. And it will be interesting to see how creative they get because they're both very creative wrestlers in their style. 100%. And uh, I heard you talking on the Ocean Cyclone show, but you guys are talking about if Kyrie wins a championship. And I know she doesn't need it, but they teased her versus Saya. So that could be another defense if she defeats Starlight Kid. That could be the one. Yeah, if Kid, if Kid doesn't win, I think Kyrie's winning. I think that's the best way to look at it. I think if Kid doesn't win at Midsummer Champions, it's Kyrie because otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know who else you're putting that title on. Yeah, because everybody, no one else is at that point yet. And right, we got through Mirai, so it's like, okay, well, we're not going to just. Oh, yeah, that was the big one. I remember holding my breath when she missed the Phoenix Splash. I was like, yeah, this is it. She's going to tap her right here. Yeah, the the mix of that uh, missed. Phoenix splash, and then when she hit the uh, mirror, my shock is that what it's called? I don't remember. What it yeah, it's like the, the cradle shock. Yeah, yeah, the cradle shock. When yeah. she hit that, I was like, oh my god, it happened. Obviously, I'm a big Mariah fan, but I yeah. did not think sure. Uh, I did not think Saya should lose that title, so no. I was actually happy that she did. Even but they made Saya look super strong because she kicked out of everything, all of her moves, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah now. Now they need Mariah to think up of another move when she ultimately becomes champion. That's that's pretty much what they did, which is what Saya had to do, right? She yeah. didn't. The Star Crusher ultimately became her uh, secondary. Yeah, it's like move. her setup move to the Phoenix, right? Which I think Mariah kind of has that same thing with the Cradle uh, Shock. She can think of something else. Obviously, she's not going to do a you know Phoenix Splash, but she'll think of another move. I think that will work really well. Yeah. And I think uh, Sai adding the 450 to her arsenal is good. She just needs to work on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little, just a little, just a little bit. Uh, 
when you do the Phoenix Splash so many times, I'm sure that uh, it's his body mechanics. You don't really focus on the easier one. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'm saying easier, but it is yeah. easier. You're not backwards. Just you know, hope. Because what I think it is person. was why she didn't get distance is because with the Phoenix, she gets she's able to push off the ropes, but with the 450, right. she has to jump forward. She's not used to jumping. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind she can have the best, uh, mm-hmm. the best one possible. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, she gotta she gotta work on. It. She just kind of brought it out of nowhere. I was like, oh, oh, that's but gonna be like her uh, Violet Screwdriver. That's gonna be like her big match move. Mm-hmm. Like yes. how, like how she does the destroyer. Like she only does the destroyer in like key moments. Right, right. Kind of like um, Azumi added the destroyer to her big match formula as well. I just remember. Interesting. I I do like that they add those like big moves that aren't their finishers, but they do give you like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Even though I do love the Violet Screwdriver, I think damage. Yeah. Okay, I remember every time. I every time I get excited for that because I love a good screwdriver. Oh, it's devastating! And the way she hits it is like she kind of just lets them go, mm-hmm. and drop on their head, and I'm like, oh my god, gets me every time. So. Yeah, with the uh the Momo Sherry situation, if Momo doesn't win here, I think they can play it up in the five star where she gets back to her. Or you have the situation where now Sherry's two up on Momo, and Momo fights her way back, wins the five star, and then eventually beats her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget that Sherry's actually already two up on Momo because she beat. Suri beat Momo at the beginning of last year in an SWA title match. That, again, obviously it's so long ago. But I do remember that because they went to a 15-minute draw, and then they had the title match. Suri beat her there. Then they had that amazing tournament final, which is one of the best matches all year last year, in my opinion. Suri wins again. And now you have this title match, new Momo, Obviously, do I think Momo definitely walks out of there as champion? No, I have no idea. But as such a Momo fan, as someone that knows she deserves it, it's going to be very uh, dramatic. It's going to be very intense. It's going to be a great story. And I do like your idea of you can work that back into the five-star if she fails again uh, to maybe try and get back to the title. Will they do it? I don't know. I have no idea who's winning the five star. I said that earlier, but that is exciting. That's it's completely up in there. It could be Julia, and if you know, if let's say Saya loses, she could have a, maybe not win, but she could have a hell of a run if she doesn't have a belt on her. Right, right, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think if Saya were to lose the title uh, before the five star, it wouldn't be crazy to think she's gonna win the five. star. Uh, and chase after sure definitely not uh was another, oh, another thing i was thinking about uh hana if whenever she does drop the future belt i was thinking you could put her in a situation where she wins the artist belts and you can probably put her with like my mayu and kairi for that Whew. that would be a hell of a team if you want to get yeah i that would be interesting because obviously you have Hanan having to kind of live up to the. Mm-hmm. It kind know, of puts her in that same spot that Mayu is in with freedom. Right, right. It, it's very true. Oh, that'd be, I'd welcome that. I mean, it'd be a great way for Hanan to learn too, 
and it would involve Mayu and Kyrie being together again. So yeah, win-win for me. I like that. That'd be very awesome to see. And I don't think it's completely unlikely. It could, it could happen. Yeah, we just need to get a grasp of how much Kyrie's going to wrestle moving forward, which we still have no. We still have that. Uh, we still have the Utami match coming up, and man, that's going to be one. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. I I don't know what card they toss it on. Maybe the one after Midsummer Champions. I think they they have a uh, pay per view in Goya again. Yeah, I think right that's like a year-end match right there. That's how you end a year. You would think so. Yeah. But they, they put the challenge out there so early, I'm like, oh, well. The same thing, too. They've, it's it's um for the five-star. If Julia wins, you know how Julia and Utami have never really touched in singles action. That'd be the time to do it, too. They don't touch in any action, man. Really? It's crazy. They don't, don't touch we, a tag action. They tag together. <laughs> that was <laughs> the only time they... Yeah, yeah that one... They had that one... Uh, Scramble tag where it was Julia and New Tommy versus Momo and Sherry, which was a great tag, by the way. But I, oh my god, it, it's crazy how imp- how good they've kept them apart in every way. Mm-hmm. And even when they've been in tag matches against each other, Utami's focus has been Sherry, so you don't see them combine at all. And Mm-mm. it's crazy. Mm-mm. It is. It's to have those two big stars and have them rarely interact even backstage they rarely during promos or anything they rarely touch each other or even acknowledge each other really i know it's like they probably don't even know each other that's how much they aren't near each other uh i always call that the biggest match they can book even though Kyrie's back mm-hmm. just because of how protected it is it's it's insane i mean they've done a really good job of protecting certain big matches featuring julia which is utami and momo you know, obviously we were going to finally get that moment match last year, but we did it. So now it's about to be a year since we almost had it. And they still haven't had a singles match. And again, back to the Utami thing, they're not even, they're doing nothing against each other. They're not in a title match. They're, they're just too, it's incredible. They're in the same promotion. They wrestle on every show together, yet they don't do anything together. It's, it's, an accomplishment but also like hey i'm gonna want this eventually and they're saving it for their biggest show possible oh, it's then that one's gonna be crazy another one too that they've surprisingly kept they were gonna give it away but is momo utami the, that feud that uh blood uh rivalry right there that one if they were to give it away on that card like they were going to before they changed it to a tag that would have been a waste to do it right there i agree i could see them do it in the five yeah, that was my thing. If Momo does make it to the five star, make that the final. That would be great. I could see that as a block final mm-hmm. or a final final. I think those would fit really well. Um, yeah, you just want that added importance. You don't want that to be a middle of the tournament match. You need that to be a big one. Yeah. Or or you could do it as an opening day one, but I I rather the block final or final. Oh, yeah, because if it's opening day, you know someone's going over that top rope. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, in five-star, you don't get eliminated by the top rope. Oh, it's not? I thought I thought that was there, too. No, the that, thankfully, that's just Cinderella. That's uh, the only uh, tournament. Five-star is just 20-minute time limit, and it's regular match. 
funny enough, like one of my favorite matches from last year's five star, and it's a match you, you would never get to see. And it's not like a crazy anything. It was just like a sprint between Saya and uh, Azumi. Yes, yes, I remember that one. I remember how much I liked that as well. Because like you said, you don't really get to see it. Mm-hmm. And I think people kind of underestimate how good Sai is at that high speed style. Mm-hmm. What's another? Oh, with the uh, there's one thing I need to see from that that triple that uh, three way uh, tree uh, artist championship match is uh, you've seen the videos of Micah training her kicks, right? Yes, I did see that. I need to see Momo and Cherry get in the match, and Micah ask for the tag and try to out try to kick with them. <laughs> oh that would be too funny she would i mean her kicks do look good mm-hmm. i'll give her that they do look pretty solid adding that to your uh repertoire is never a bad thing but i also don't think she would have a chance against those two with kicks so it's like it would just be a riot yeah, seeing her like warm game. up and be like okay i got this yeah bring me that entertainment <laughs> all day long I, <laughs> i'm already laughing about it thinking about it uh, yeah, um, I was thinking about the end, the New Japan crossover that got announced too. That's around what November tenth. Uh, November. Oh, I just found it. November twentieth. Twentieth. Okay. And yeah, I I never remember the dates for anything. Me so. neither. And like we I, both ex- shocked. I found that. <laughs> Truly, because I'm I'm terrible with dates. When I do the show, I'm like it took uh. And then, because you know how, like, the dates are backwards in Japan, so I'm like, well, okay, what is it? Yeah, yeah, you got November right, that's all. So, for that, I was thinking, we expect a lot of mixed tags, right? Like, there's going to be, like... Uh, I'm expecting two or three. Yeah. There's, like, going to be Unagi uh, Okan, they might tag, Mirai, Nagata, you know, like, the obvious ones, Kid, uh, Desperado. Yeah, I just want the I just want the match that I've been pitching for months, and I will be happy with whatever else they give me. I just want Mayu and Tanahashi versus Okada and Utami. It just makes yeah. too much sense not to do. That's if it's the not Utami, mm-hmm. you- it has to be Utami. It's not even a question. Like there's no other, there's no other person that fits the Okada role. It has to. Be. I know. She even at one of the New Japan shows, they she came out to uh, before the show. She did a mock entrance to Okada's theme. Oh yeah, I watched that like a million times. It was great. <laughs> she did it so well. She does. She she just is a star. It's like it's not even a question at this point. Yeah, she's probably, if you were to put her in any promotion, she would be the biggest women star, at least. Yeah. One of the biggest stars on any roster. So, I was thinking I for that show, if there's going to be two matches that they do, if they do like a showcase match, like a singles, like a big singles match there, uh, if they do do one intergender, it has to be Saya Ibushi. <laughs> if they do let them touch I, I, like that. I won't get my hopes up that they no. uh, do a intergender match like that, but I could see them tag if Ibushi's uh, back in New Japan ever. Yeah. Uh, which obviously we don't know, but it would be too good to pass up those two working together. That And uh, if they do want to do a big match, that that could be the place where you do the Kyrie Utami match as a showcase. Like, this is yeah. what stardom is. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Because I think... I think it's safe to think you'll get probably a title match from each promotion. 
uh, I think it would be the right way to go and then have mixed tags like maybe do Wonder and the IWGP US titles or even SWA match because Mayu if she's not tagging with Tanahashi right well she has to because she said so oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I've been thinking about that I feel like you should have a big singles match each way and then do the mixed tags and then probably fill out the rest of the card with just normal tags or whatever but yeah you gotta embrace this opportunity here that you'll have all eyes on this show from New Japan fans to Stardom fans and doing Kyrie versus Tommy on that show obviously would bring a lot of names in but if Tommy's not it you could do Kyrie versus pretty much anyone on that top ten, and it would work. You could do Tam, Kyrie, Tam. That also be yeah, there. That, that's a great one. That would be a great one. Just please don't put Oedotai with House of Torture. Ah, but it would be so <laughs> perfect. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be it, so funny. It literally, just just look at all these shitheads in one ring. I would love to watch Show and Momo get mad at each other for trying to steal the wrench. Using it like they only um, they only brought one. <laughs> they both have their own. They brought one <laughs> wrench. Oh man, I don't think they'll do that. Uh, because again, we've seen Scarlet Kid already try to get that match with Desperado, which again makes way yeah. too much sense not to do. Uh, but yeah, I, that would be so that would be so funny. I don't know. I, it won't probably happen, but it'd be very funny just to see that interaction. Definitely. And it, it, it's still really a mystery because, yeah, there's like the obvious ones and the ones that already have been alluded to with like the tags for uh, Mayu and Starlight. But a lot of people on the card, we don't know what they're going to do there. There's a lot no, of question marks. No, we, have, we have no idea how they're going to do this show. We mm-hmm. have no idea what their plan is. But that's the exciting part as well. I mean, there's so many big shows coming for stardom that it's like, you know what? We'll see when we get there. Let's enjoy all the craziness that we're about to get in the next month or so. And especially in uh, really New Japan's case, really, it's like there's an air of mystery. There's not because uh, New Japan's been kind of predictable for the little bit. So we'll see what they do. Also, one thing that popped in my head immediately, I was like, Julia and Jay have to do something together. That That just makes sense. That would be, that would be very charismatic. Oh yeah, that <laughs> those prom- two together would be very charismatic. That'd be, hmm, there could be a lot of ways to go. I like, just want to remind everyone to be happy that Bea Priestley is no longer here. Otherwise, you were absolutely uh, gonna get something weird between hey, uh, Will Osprey and Osprey, who are no longer together, which would have made it a lot weirder. Oh, that would have been awkward. Put put yeah, Micah with Jeff Cobb, please. Oh, so we're just taught. I wonder how many <laughs> McTags are gonna willing to do. I think oh, yeah. they're gonna do a couple. Yeah, and then they'll just—I don't know. It, it should it, be fun. I just hope that they take advantage of what they have here. Yeah, don't wait. Don't waste the show because it's as like the Stardom faithful are always gonna show up to watch. But there's gonna be a lot of New Japan eyes that don't watch Stardom. So make it work. Right. You make your badass wrestlers badass Stardom. It's not that hard. Exactly. Excuse me, I was drinking water. But we kind of went in our order here. We uh, skipped straight to starting, but let's uh, talk the wave. 
Cast Away of 2022. Woo! This this could be uh, slightly interesting uh, in terms of where I go mentally for this. (laughs) I have a um, chart with the point point totals. And uh, do you know if it's going to be like if it turned into a single limited tournament or it turned into a five-way match for the final? So, so what they're doing is pretty much two round robin round. So they're going to do, so they're doing the current one. And then after this one, they're going to go to the block. So there's five winners from the block. And then they're going to be three extras that are like the best performers that didn't win. And so then they'll do two blocks of that, I think. Uh, and so then I they'll see. decide a winner. I see. I Very confusing. Yeah, I see what you mean. So what they're doing is they're taking the point totals from from the round robins and then throwing them into uh, a bracket. It really... Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think they're doing double round robin tournaments, which is really interesting. Uh, they definitely tried to expand it, which is fine. I mean, more content is good for you. So I'm really looking forward to that second round to redeem what I have thought is a mostly underwhelming tournament outside of one or two blocks. Yeah, it. I think really it, the the kicking block and the future block have been the standouts so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The future block has been really, really good, which if you look at the block you kind of would have you kind of would have guessed that honestly when it was made because you have suzuki you have uh dora uh, and kohaku and uh kawahara and i think all of them with the amount of intensity and physicality that they wrestle with it almost couldn't have been bad no and you look at the point totals it's very competitive Everybody has four or three points except uh, Ozora, who has two. Yeah, I think you have to have Suzu represent. I, it, yeah. It would be questionable not to, um, in my opinion. How many match? I think so. I think Suzu wrestles Umasaki this weekend. Yeah, I can get that for you right really now. Cool. I actually have that. That, that, that could probably be the decider if I had. So six eleven, that is going to be. There's no matches in the kicking, hardcore, or comical block that day, but uh, the future is Suzu versus uh, Haruka for that day. Yeah, that'll be. I think that'll be the decider. I can see it go either way. Um, yeah. Obviously, I would prefer Suzu, but I would understand either one. But Suzu has to run uh, a gauntlet a little bit because Kawahara also has four points, and she's her next opponent. So she has to get through Haruko Umasaki and Riko Kawahara, who both... Uh, Haruko has three, Suzu has three, uh, Kawahara has four. So really, whoever wins... If Where's Suzu, Kohaku at? Uh, four. She's also at four. But she doesn't wrestle I, again. Hmm. She's done, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it would kind of be really weird. It's She's not going to represent, but it's no. kind of really weird that she isn't. She's a signed wave talent. Yeah, well, I can see what I can see happening if it, because um, they did in the first round, Suzu and her Drew, so they could do like a sudden death between them two. That's a good point. 
that's a good point i whatever means they wrestle again is a win oh yeah because they they just want to hit each other hit each other as hard as humanly possible yeah what, that's the best when i watched when i was watching the match from 4-1 no kohaku's return match you all you heard was this every strike you heard thuds Oh man, they 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 are so good at such a young age in their careers. I mean, obviously, we, you know we sing the praises of Suzu all the time. I think the whole Joshi uh, fandom does. But Kohaku, seeing that she missed so much time when you know that thing with Marvelous happened. It's really cool to see her just jump right back in and kind of find herself so quickly because now she's making up for that lost time. Oh, definitely. And I say this, if she does, if she, you know, she doesn't win, uh, this puts her in a prime spot to possibly in the future, take the belt off of uh, Nozaki. Yeah. 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 I think, I think the big build for, wave is to get that title on kohaku i think they might wait a little too long yeah and when i say too long is that sometimes in these joshi promotions the young talent have to wait way too long to get that big title win and i just hope that they don't do that because i think kohaku while i understand not having her win right off the bat she is probably going to be ready for such a spot in you know six to eight months and really uh, truly she will be and like if you if you want to warm her up like when oka comes back give her that match yeah i mean oka felt like a potential winner so her getting hurt i'm sure scrambled a lot of what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. but they can make it work definitely and we can also see uh kohaku touch with uh takase too that'd be that'd be a great one Man, don't get my hopes up. I I would love that. uh, Miyuki hasn't wrestled this term. She had the one match she lost. She's finishing in the next couple shows. I think this weekend, Mm -hmm. it's her versus you, which should be fantastic. Maybe the match of the tournament so far. And I think she has Sasamura in either a week or two. Yes. Hopefully, she wins both to get reps because she is the defending uh, catch the wave winner so it would only be right that she at least makes yeah. it to the next round sure right right now she's just sitting at zero points mostly because she hasn't been there she had the first i believe it was a was it a draw or she lose to aoki she lost to aoki uh which was a little bit stunning i think aoki's gonna move on i think i think takase has the shot at being one of the uh extra people which would be really good mm-hmm so yeah, like you said, she on the eleventh she's gonna wrestle you, eight eighteenth uh, she's off, and then on the twenty second she wrestles Sasamore. Yeah, I was wondering, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, why have I not seen Takase wrestle? And I was like, oh, because all of her matches are towards the back because I guess she's busy. Um, yeah, plus she has so, a little the little tiny excursion. Yeah, which I mean, that that was a. I feel like I haven't seen her wrestle in forever, so it's, like, weird. But I know why. So next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, she has the big Sendai Girls shows, um, which include her and Iwata uh, tagging 
against uh, Team 200 kilograms yeah. for the tag titles. And then I think she has another match the day after. So that makes sense. I'm happy she's filling the dates because, man, it's, I just want to see her wrestling. And that's like th- another that. thing, too, about her is that she does do a lot of tag stuff. So when you get finally get to see her in singles matches, they feel special. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. I think she should be a contender in all the promotions she's in. Um, the fact that she's not is kind of upsetting because like, she wrestles in Seedling. She should be working her way to a Arisa Nakajima match, but that doesn't seem to be the direction they're going, and that's just, you know, that's just robbing me of what I want. And that's unacceptable. That's not fair to me or me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like what? Why are you not giving me the matches I want? I understand you guys have a plan and all, but don't you know who's watching this? Me. <laughs> Give it to me. And yeah, Takase is just kind of like, she's not as respected in certain promotions as she should be. Right. And it really much bothers me. It does. It's like, why? She's right. It's like, she's right there. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to book her, at least book her like right. Come on, like you're gonna keep giving her all this money. She's gonna show up and be one of the most popular acts, and you're not gonna ever win. Come on, come on, come on, man. What are you doing? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, I just hope it, you know, I hope it works out because she's just so good. Yeah. And uh, another one on the 18th, we're getting Saki versus Sarah in uh, the hardcore block. So that might be fun. Uh, that hardcore block, then, uh, I yeah, I've watched oh. one. I watched uh Sarah versus Miyazaki and uh like I was telling was you Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, like that uh that baseball swing that she gave Sherry wasn't an outlier because she swings everything like that. She swings through you, she doesn't swing things at you. Sarah's swinging things through you. Yeah, she's she's great. I hope mm-hmm. she's she looks like she could be moving through. She should. Mm-hmm. because I would like to see her have those normal matches, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, the hardcore block again has been just a mess. Yeah. It's Miyazaki's uh, way ahead of everybody else right now. So we'll have to see. But yeah, Suzu... she, yeah. Cause she got the match against Oka. No one else did. Yeah. So she's sitting at five. Uh, Risa's at uh, three and Saki is at two. Huh. It's very interesting. Very weird. Uh, yeah. Saki shouldn't even be in the hardcore block to begin with. Yeah, that was a weird one. Everybody was like, huh? Yeah, it, it makes negative sense. Yeah, you could have put it in the strong arm block. That would have been way better. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, you could have put her in kicking. She does big boots all the time instead of uh, Sai, who's not good. Oh, yeah. But I, and speaking of the kicking block, I have enjoyed most of uh, Hikari's matches. Yeah, Ikari's been very good. She's been one of the stars of the tournament. Um, her match with Nakamori has probably been my favorite, honestly. I really enjoyed what those two did. Um, she had a really good match with Nozaki as well. Um, yeah, she's been a shining star. I mean, she's not winning, but she's been a shining and star. And, that, uh, that's her charm, though. She's a, a amazing underdog she just has like this fire and like energy around her that just makes you want to root for it you want her to win even though you know she's probably not going to win certain matches you're just like you you root for her like, you want her to win yeah i guess that is the yeah that is the good part about her though 
I would have liked for her to win because she's had such a good tournament. But it's okay. It's okay. She had she had the uphill battle of wrestling two really good wrestlers and Sai, who is there. Yeah, she is there at uh, sitting at zero points. As she should be. You just cleaning up the dust. Yeah, I have no respect for this random person that I've never heard of until this tournament. Comedy block, I have not watched anything, so I'm not even going to touch that. Which block? The, oh, the comedy the, block. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I, just, I skipped it. Like, I know what Hirota does. Yeah. I don't need to watch it. I enjoy Hirota. Yeah, she's, she's, one, like, she's a right. Comedy, I, but I just, I haven't felt it. I have not felt it here. Um, a lot of people said it got old quick, and I said, wow, I'm shocked. Not really at all. Not shocked at all. Which is funny, because Hirota had the best was part of the best match from last year's Catch the Wave, uh, which which was with uh, Takase and Mio Momono. But, yeah, she's... Uh, she can still very much wrestle when she wants to, but I understand why she doesn't want to. She okay. gets over with the comedy, and it's far less uh, bothersome for the body, so I respect it. Mm-hmm. She's taking care of that bump card. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's done plenty of bumps in her life, so it's okay. Speaking of Mio, she's coming back. Finally. Yes, <laughs> she is. And that is truly, you know, this is this is the only part I wanted to talk about. I'm just kidding. I want <laughs> I, I want to go on every show and talk about this, but Mio Momo is coming back. Uh, you know, people can laugh all they want. Yes, I am going to sing the praises of Mio Momo for as long as they can. Yesterday I said to someone that she was the best non-startup talent someone's like well mio miyamashita exists and i was like who i don't know who that is sorry never heard of her her. wasn't she on dark Uh, never heard of her yeah she was on dark what are you talking about get out of here um if you're on dark that means never mind i'm not gonna get that but mio momono's coming back uh she was to me she was at one point last year for me the wrestler of the year and once her injury hit it was really upsetting but the most exciting part outside of her just coming back is the fact that she is going to be back with Takumi Roja. Marvelous hasn't had these two at the same time for nearly two years. So if there was ever a time for Marvelous to catch steam once again, which I thought they had steam last year, even without Roja, it's now. Momono comes back. I don't know what her return match is yet. They haven't announced it, but she's coming back on the 24th. I couldn't be more excited. You know, I knew she was always going to come back, but the fact that she's back is just so, so great because of how good she is. And I I can't stress enough. Everyone needs to see her wrestle. Um, I, I will give you as many recommendations as you need just to prove my point. Yes, and the, the the one of the best places to start it was the tag she had against uh, it was her and a uh, Matsumoto and a what, what tag was it? Matsumoto it was uh, not Hiroyo. No, no, getting my names picked up. I'm getting yeah, my names picked up. Um, what tag? I mean, she had a lot. She's had a lot of matches. Uh, um, um, the best place to start because this match is free on YouTube, truthfully is her match with Takumi Roja from 2019. 
I think, if you really want to start get an idea of how good she is. But the tags that you're thinking of, are you thinking of the tag from the Gaia Japan show? Possibly. I'll look that up while you uh, rattle off some more for the people. Yeah. Yeah, I'll rattle off some more. So start with that Takumi one. That one is free on the Marvelous YouTube page. Uh, and then you really just want to embrace yourself in that Sendai Girls feud between Marvelous and them leading up to the Gaia Japan anniversary show Gaiaism. Uh, that was such a good feud. And it's a lot of the reason why I thought Mio Momono was a wrestler of the year candidate last year. She had great matches with Dash Chisako. Uh, she had some great tags in there that are all on Sendai Girls YouTube page as well. Um, her matches with Chihiro Hashimoto, the title match that she had after Gaiaism is fantastic. Um, and then there were two catch the wave matches last year for Mio that were some of the best all year in wrestling. So that one that I was talking about with Takase and Hirota, probably the best, but earlier in the tournament, Takase and Momono had a phenomenal singles match that everyone should check out as well. There's so many matches I could list off, but those are the, those are the hardest hitters, but watch that guy is the main event as well. That was another match of the year contender. She had a lot of them. When you when you meant when you brought up the Sendai Girls feud, I I made the the pog face because I, I you unlocked core memories in my brain. I was like, yes, that yeah, it, that was just uh, it was like a pipe dream almost like that we experienced that. It's such a shame that it had to stop. I I understood why it had to stop, but I'd love if they brought that back. It was the one I was thinking of was I got uh, Matsumoto and Hashimoto mixed up but it was um the sendai girls tag it was momono and katakura versus uh 200 kilogram hashimoto and you yeah yeah you gotta yeah that's definitely one people gotta watch it's really really good yeah that one was from 627 i believe so yeah i'm pretty sure they put that one out it's on it's i'm pretty sure it's not separate it's the whole show yeah 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 Definitely check that one of those. Well, they have so uh, Mio has so many matches from last year alone to worth checking out from so many different promotions. Um, oh, and if you want, oh, I can't believe I forgot this. Last year, one of Mio's last big matches before she had to get surgery was her teaming with Starlight Kid to take on Meho Shizuki and Izumi. Yes, it's as amazing as you it sounds. Uh, high speed insanity uh probably my favorite high speed match from last year so definitely check that one out as well that one was now it was marvel and marvelous right it was it was for their anniversary show because on that same show takumi came back which is why i said mio and takumi haven't really been together for two years because she came back and mio left like a month maybe after not left but she had to you know get uh surgery or whatever and Miyu came, uh, Takumi came back. I think they did Mayu Iwatani versus Rin Katakura as well on that show. Both sound amazing. So yeah, it, I mean, I I can't I can't recommend that tag team title match. Definitely not. And not title, but yeah, tag match. yeah, special tag. It was because it was uh, Hoshizuki uh, Zumi gave her a QQ mask. 
Yeah. Oh man. I and that was really right at the beginning of Starlight Kid's turn too. So you can, if you, if you only know her now, you can go back and just see how like she was back then because she didn't fully have it yet at that point. Yeah, she was still very much her baby face uh, version for that match, yeah. which um, she was so good at as well. So if you want to just watch a match where she doesn't do any of her heel stuff and just kind of is her mm-hmm. teaming with Mew, then definitely check that one out. And it was it was fun to watch too because uh, let me I'm pretty sure everybody knows it, but a lot uh, Starlight Kid when she first got forced into a white tie, she still wore the colorful mask, but slowly every a little bit would be darker and darker every show. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it ended up obviously being a fantastic turn. But it was like very creative in how they did it, um, or how Starlight Kid did it. I don't want to say they, that was probably her idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it worked out perfectly. Ooh, Mio has almost been out for an entire year. Her last match was in uh July last year. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I know. it's, it's been, been a long time, forever. but now that she's back, she has, she has to make up for lost time. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, I'm sure she will. She wrestles out of her mind. She oh, has no other style besides 150. percent She's gonna, she's gonna go, and she goes hard. That's the part. That's the part right there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up today. Uh, thanks for coming on, Scotty. It was actually really fun to, talking about this with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, mean, I was happy to, uh, you know, make some time and have this great discussion. I could talk Joshi all the time. Um, I know there was a lot of topics to discuss, and obviously Joshi's a fast-moving world um, nowadays, so I'm sure in, you know, two weeks' time, half of this will be like, oh, well, that was fun, but <laughs> we're on to the next stage, and so on and so forth. But thanks for having me on. I was happy to have a chat with you and i appreciate uh appreciate this this was a lot of fun definitely uh before i let you go where can the people find you uh you can follow me at scott e wrestling on twitter that's always the best place because that's how you can find all my content because i'll tweet it all out uh i write for multiple websites including last word on sports where i do i do a little bit of everything uh, Voices of Wrestling, where I cover stardom. Where else do I write? Uh, Fightful, I do the Joshi recaps for each week, and then I also have a podcast on their Fightful Overbooked YouTube page, which is also on all podcast platforms. Uh, the Joshi Dreamcast. The last one, the first episode was about stardom flashing champions but you can make sure to check that out every other week. You can also see my other podcast, uh, Five Star Joshi Show on Fight Game Media's Patreon. And yeah, that that's it. That's that's a lot, but that's where you can find me. Thank As you, you guys can see, he's a very busy man, but he does it for the love of the sport. I sure do. I sure do. Yeah, I, I, some people might say I love it too much. I say there's never such thing. All right, so I'll wrap this up. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.